Great day, everyone, and welcome to Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini, the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our listeners, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make and a resulting outcome. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God for Monday, is to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. And this is a very special time. As September 15 through October 15 is Hispanic Heritage Month. 2021. And as such, we don't have one, we don't have two, we have three very special guests with us tonight, right from Seton Hall University. They are Gabriela Fernandez Velez, Sandro Tejada, and Diamond Baskets. Hello, and welcome to Thank God for Monday, and happy Hispanic Heritage Month, Gabriela, Sandro, and Diamond. Hello. Thank you. Hola. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having <laughs> us. Ah, the Definitely. pleasure is all ours. Sadly, we've only got 30 minutes, so it's okay with you. We're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool, certainly. It's really important for the audience to get to know the three of you. So please tell us a little bit about yourselves and your background and your respective roles here at Seton Hall. Gabriella, would you like to kick us off, please? Of course. So first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm really happy to be here present. Um, so my name is Gabriela Fernandez Velez, and I am alumni of Seton Hall, but I'm currently the program coordinator for the Joseph Alonado Latino Institute at Seton Hall University. Oh, that's terrific. Thanks for being with us. Sandro, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Brother Greg, for having us on this wonderful show and to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month uh, with your audience. Uh, again, my name is Sandro Tejada. I'm the Director of Major Gifts and our Parents Program at Teen Hall for the past eight plus years. It's been my honor to serve our students and our families in that time. Uh, and it's just been a great experience. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, uh, went to, uh, uh, University of Binghamton, upstate New York. So I'm New York raised and born. And I tell people I've been exiled to New Jersey and I've loved it here for the past 20 plus years. And uh, I've been in nonprofit since I graduated from Binghamton University. So it's been, I won't say 20 plus years doing fundraising and working for some wonderful missions in New York City and a couple of wonderful organizations here in New Jersey. And I'm grateful to be at Seton Hall. Oh, that's terrific. I have four wonderful siblings still in New Jersey. And whenever I go visit them, the brothers remind me to take my passport, certainly. Uh, some of them think of New Jersey as a foreign country, but very interesting. Brooklyn could be on the other side of the world from Jersey, if you allow it. And New Jersey could be on the other side of the world from Brooklyn, but they're very, very close, certainly. 
That's right. Thanks again for being with us. Diamond, we want to hear all about you, please. Yes. Um, first, thank you so much for uh, having me on this podcast. I'm really honored to be a part of such a great panel. Um, so my name is Diamond Vasquez. I'm a student at Senior Hall. I'm actually, this is my last year, so I'm a senior accounting major within the Stillman Business School. Um, I'm also a scholar of both the Joseph A. Unanue Latino Institute and the Martin Luther King Scholarship Association. And I'm also the founding president and treasurer of a Latin dance club called Unidos Bailamos. Wow, that's awesome. So now dance is regular now at Seton Hall. I didn't know this. Yes, there are various dance clubs on campus with, um, from Unidos Bailamos to Flash to the shoe dance team. So there, there's a lot of um, dance clubs at Seton Hall. As you know, I'm an old man, certainly class of 85. And it was a quaint little campus back then. I'm curious, is there a facility or is there a room where this dancing can take place at this time? Um, I don't believe there's a certain facility or a certain room within the campus or a specific room in the campus where they host different dance sessions. I guess um, they just choose wherever, you know, they have space to host these dance events or dance um, classes or things like that. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. No doubt about that. Well, it's very interesting because I know even from being in the class of 85, how wonderful Chetonia was then and is even more wonderful today. So I'm very curious, what was it about Seton Hall University and your role uh, that drew you there? Uh, Gabriella, I think you're the newest member of the uh, three to actually work at Seton Hall. Share with us what drew you to Seton Hall and uh, your particular role now. So my current role? Yes, please. Yeah, so I am a program coordinator of the Latino Institute. So this is actually a new role. Um, the Latino Institute each day is extending, expanding a little bit more. And I think it makes sense because each time our percentage of Latinos on the university uh, grow each year. I think we have... This year, it's like 500, around 500 of the incoming students identify Hispanic Latino. Um, I'm not sure exactly, don't quote me in the, in the number, exact number, sure. but it is drastically a lot bigger. Um, so with that, the Latino Institute has been expanding. Um, so the program coordinator position dedicates themselves to all of the cultural and professional development programming. So we do from our famous Cafe Con Joe's, um, that had date back to the founding of the institute in 2005 because the institute used to be the Puerto Rican Institute. Um, in 1974, it was founded as Puerto Rican Institute. In 2005, the Unanue family um, gave a endowment and they created the Latino Institute. So, and since then, we've been having Cafe Con Joe's. Uh, Cafe Con Joe's are held once a month and we invite a professional uh, comes in in a more informal matter. It's just approachable for the students. Um, and over coffee, over cafecito, which is such a big thing in the Hispanic uh, communities, such a special time of the day. Um, I know I don't start my day without sitting and just contemplating the morning with my cup of coffee. Um, so we bring them in, we serve coffee, um, we done them virtually during the pandemic. And as of recently, we did a hybrid one. So, I um, mean, it worked perfectly. Um, so we adopt and it's been great, um, experience for everyone. And we bring professionals. Uh, last one was 
the only Latino um, in a, one of the global, most famous global in, uh, fellowship was the Schwarzman Scholars, um, came in and spoke to the students about this amazing opportunities of acquiring higher education, which is, that's why we're there. We're helping students acquire higher education, a majority of students which are underrepresented. They are first generation students. Um, and we're just here to help them through the process of college. So that's, that's my role, helping students through the process of college. Wow, how Franciscan and Catholic that is. That's so beautiful. Sandro, how about you? What drew you to Setonia and has you remained there at Setonia? Yeah, that's a good question. I, and I, you know, I, I try to put some thought behind what drew me to Seen Hall. And I have to say it was mostly the Catholic mission. Uh, I was being born and raised in Brooklyn. I lived across the street from my church. And I think my older brothers, my mom was part of the choir. I'm from a very large family. It's like, I can't tell you how many uncles and aunts. And I think they all <laughs> lived, we all lived in a three block radius. And they were all members of this church. And of course, I had no choice to become an altar boy. And, and so it was a big part of my life. Uh, the Catholic church, I think it formed who I was and, uh, you know, met some amazing priests. Uh, who were a big part of forming my character. Uh, so that would, that's, that's what drew me specifically. And I would have to say, I'm a huge basketball fan, specifically oh, the Big East wow. Conference, just the Big East Conference. So just to be a part of Seton Hall University's history in basketball and just being part of Big East, that, that was a big draw. And I, before I came to Seton Hall, I was at Rutgers uh, Business School at their Institute for Ethical Leadership. So I felt like this was a, a great transition just in regards to how the mission also has a lot to do with ethical leaders and building ethical leaders within our students. So it was, it was a, you know, it was, I thought it was a natural uh, step for me in regards to being at a institution of high learning like Seen Hall and, you know, and being in New Jersey, especially having two younger children, it, it was, you know, work-life balance was a big part of it too. So commuting, uh, you know, to Seton Hall and, and having an opportunity to work there, uh, was, it was, it was, it was the right time and it was a perfect time. And I'm so grateful and, and happy that I made that decision back in 2013. Well, so Tony is lucky to have all three of you. That's for Thank sure. you. Now, Diamond, I can imagine you probably had knowing your accomplishments and who you are. We had a lot of choices for college. Why did you pick Seton? Well, I remember my senior year of high school. I remember I received a letter from Seton Hall saying, please come to our campus tour, come to visit the campus. And at first, I was not sure what, what Seton Hall was. I wasn't, I'd never heard of this university. So I remember when I got the letter, I said, okay, maybe I'll go to the campus tour, check it out, see what the campus is like. So I remember when the day of the campus tour, we um, toured around campus, saw the residence hall, saw the different buildings, saw the different schools. And I just really fell in love with the environment that it provided. And that's one thing that drew me to Senior Hall. But then once I, you know, accepted the offer of becoming a Senior Hall student, and once I got involved with Martin, the Martin Luther King Scholarship Association, I remember within that program specifically, MOKSA, 
I felt like I was a part of a family already when I first joined the organization. And then also within my first day or first week, I should say, just getting to meet a bunch of students. I remember like I met Gabby my first week and, you know, it was really great talking to her, seeing that she is Puerto Rican as well, where she came from. And then, yeah, just, you know, really the environment, the atmosphere that it provides for students and also just getting the opportunity to meet other students to make lifelong friendships. And yeah, that, so I, that's what I would say that that's what drew me to CN Hall. There's truly no place in the world like uh, Suetonia, that's for sure. Now, what I'd be very curious, Diamond, you're so involved at Seton Hall there. What do you hope students gain in their time, be it three years, four years, five years, six years, at Seton Hall University? Well, I think I would hope for students to gain, you know, moments that they can cherish for a life for a lifetime, really, because Becoming a college student, yes, you know, academics are very important, but also it's really important to get involved so that way, you know, you can meet other students, you know, you can, like I said before, gain friendships. And also, I hope that students can discover things about themselves that they never really knew about themselves. So I know for me, I'm a very quiet, reserved person, (laughs) so I never really saw myself Say, for example, finding, you know, starting my own dance club on campus or becoming part of an e-board because of because of how quiet I am. So just seeing the growth throughout my four years has been really amazing. And just discovering things about myself that I never really knew that I had within myself has been in a great experience. So I hope that students can discover things about themselves that they never really knew about as well. It's so interesting you mentioned self-awareness because during our 15 years on the air, we're hearing more and more and more about the importance of the self-awareness that college students, the great majority of them, aren't self-aware when they leave college. So a place like Seton Hall provides a tremendous competitive advantage that students walk out, not only knowing accounting and psychology and biology and all these other great subjects, they know themselves. That really is so critical. Now, Gabriella and Sandra, we're very curious. You've mentioned this before, Gabriella, pandemic, certainly. Have there been challenges? And yet, have there been some successes you may have observed as well? Gabriella, we can start with you. And then, Sandra, maybe you can share as well. So I definitely went through a drastic transition when, so I was in my last spring break when I came back to um, to a global pandemic at Seton Hall. So I finished my degree virtually and then I faced, you know, the job market, um, that it was really unstable, but I had that support system that I created through friendships and mentors through Seton Hall helping me through. And I ended up back on campus as an employee and it was just a blessing. I felt that I connected with, you know, the Latino community, which is what I did a lot at Seton Hall because I was actually president of Adelante. And it was work for the Latino Institute as a student worker. So we're already active in the Latino community and being able to do it at a full-time job. I felt like it was just the way for me. And then I had the opportunity to, um, how can I phrase this? I guess that transition was so drastic that when I came into work, I felt like I was prepared to transition virtually and now physically which again, as I said, we've been introducing hybrid events because we have students that may not be physically still on campus, 
they're still not comfortable. They're not able to be physically on campus. So we're making that easy, that more approachable. I feel like we learn from everything and the pandemic, I think, taught us to just make things more, there's ways to make things, uh, to continue things, to continue our missions. Even though we can maybe not physically be in all in one room, we still can continue educating. We can still continue supporting in a virtual environment. So I think definitely it was a moment of learning how to just relay in each other and work towards the same goals. So I definitely see it on students. They're so excited to come back, but I still have some that are virtual and they're still active. They're seeking connection with us. They're seeking um, that support system that the Latino Institute and Seton Hall in general offers. Because I, I can tell that I had different support systems through the school diplomacy, through different student organizations, such as Women in Diplomacy, the Adelante Latino Club, and then the Institute itself. So definitely a moment to just learn how to cope but in a, as a community, even though it, it was virtual. Oh, that is so terrific. Sandro, from your perspective, a little bit about the pandemic, and it sounds like there's been a lot more successes than challenges. Well, um, especially in, in what I do, right? In, in, at its core, fundraising, uh, particularly raising major gifts, is a relationship-driven endeavor. So, you know, creating personal relations were very hard to manage in this pandemic because, right, everything shut down. There was no way we could meet with anyone, any of the folks that I, you know, normally were able to be in front of if it was for coffee, for lunch, or the events that we would host on campus, off campus. So was there, there was no opportunity for, for me as an individual to build relationships, personal relationships, to build trust, which usually occurs, especially in my role as a, as a fundraiser, but also our parent, a parent program where I meet a lot of these parents, you know, even before their students are, they're normally prospective students and, you know, working with admissions and having current parents host these events across the country to welcome and, and convince students and their families why Seton Hall, right? So we were able to do that, especially during when the pandemic hit, right? In March of 2020, uh, everything shut down. So it, for, for us, for me, and I know my colleagues mm-hmm. at University Advancement, it was really being strategic and also creative and using this virtual platform that was available to us, mm-hmm. either through MS, you know, Microsoft Teams or Zoom, to get in front of our, our, our donors, our alumni, our parents. Uh, and and I actually, you know, I think that was the challenge. And, and the success was that we really, as a as a university, we really collaborated together, you know, with different departments, campus partners, to share information. Right? It was really about sharing information on how we're keep being safe, how students are our our main priority, our faculty, um, and making sure that everyone in our senior Hall community was being were being informed about all the steps that we were taking uh, to 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 be safe and um, so it was interesting, but I thought what's, what's, what was successful was, was the communication, but also, right, shifting to this virtual environment. And I think the university did an amazing job. If it, if it was virtual events that, you know, our, our students were engaged in, uh, for me personally, I was hosting events with, with parents, 
you know, scene hall weekend, right? It went all virtual and we did virtual events and it was successful. We were engaging folks, not in the way that we wanted to, right? Personally, seeing people's faces, uh, but it was what we had to offer. And we did our, we did the best that we can during this environment. Uh, so it was interesting, but I think we kept the connection. Our goal was still try to be in front of people, answer their questions, let them know the importance of the university and its mission in, in educating our students. Uh, so it was, it was interesting, but it was, I felt like we learned a lot. And I think the three C's that, that comes up to me and, and I can continue to, share this with this is the communication was very important the collaboration and the coordination within university i was so proud to be a part of this university in these last hard you know tough months that we all uh experienced but i was proud to to be a part of the university because i just saw how everyone came together uh, to overcome these challenges and be successful for our students and for our faculty and for our staff it's really amazing how Satoni didn't miss a beat at all. I had the great honor on, thank God, for Monday of interviewing President Iyer during the pandemic. And he said, one of the things that we are going to ensure is one seat in the hall. Everybody's going to be on the same page. He was totally committed to communication throughout the entire organization. And that gave the school a tremendous competitive advantage. No doubt about that. Now, Sandra, I'm very curious if we can peel the onion just a little bit. And maybe this is an unfair question. I apologize if it is. What's the one, what's the most important thing you want prospective students and their families to know if they've made the decision to attend Setonia? Uh, I mean, that's something that I've, I've, working with admissions, I feel like I was a, a part of their team because, I mean, that's one of the things that we, I, I was a part of, right? Why, why choose Seton Hall? And, and prospective families would t- ask me and why for their students. And I would say the one thing that I've experienced is just the personal attention that students receive is, is the hallmark of the Seton Hall education. I, I think, you know, uh, most of our students pride themselves because it's the, the small classes that they are in and, and, and they really get an opportunity to meet their faculty, the professors really get to know them. Uh, you know, they're just not, you know, you're just not more, you're more than a name to them. You really, I feel from what I've heard from students that, it, you know, faculty, they really get to know them. Uh, so I think that that's important. Um, and then just in regards to, especially like freshmen, right? It's the transition uh, from high school to college. You know, it can be a difficult one. And I think Seton Hall has done an amazing job with its freshman studies program, with their peer advisors and academic mentors to really make the transition a smooth one. And it's so important, right, that first semester for a college freshman to feel like they're part of a community, that they are getting all the services that they need to be successful students. If it's the peer advisor, the academic resource center, all the tutoring that's available. And again, Right. The, you know, the dedicated faculty members that are really care about their students. So when I talk to families, I'm like, your student is going to an environment where one, they're getting that personal attention. They're going to be in a strong community. They're not going to get lost and they're going to have all these amazing resources for them to be successful, especially in that first semester, which is so important. Right. 
So mm-hmm. I think that's usually what I share with them from what I've heard from students that are successful here and from what I've seen and, and, and with my own eyes in the sense of working with, uh, with student services and, and admissions as well. Oh, that's so great. It's funny because I understand the first year experience at Seton Hall, best in class, gold standard, world class, certainly. So kudos to all of you uh, for uh, that. Time is getting short, but I still have a couple of questions to ask the three of you if that's okay. This one is specifically for Diamond. What advice do you have for Hispanic or Latinx students at Seton Hall University? Well, one of the biggest advice that I would give to other Hispanic slash Latinx students, whether they're a freshman or whether or they're a senior now, is just to find those resources within senior halls. So whether it's get reaching out to your professors or reaching out to the Joseph A. Nanway Latino Institute, where Gabby is the program coordinator, and I also am a work study there as well. You know, just reaching out to others if you have questions or any concerns or just to really talk about anything concerning, you know, maybe school or, you know, maybe, you know, any issues that you may have with classes or whatever the case may be. I think it's really important to make those connections with professors or other faculty members so that way they can help you within the, in the, within the long run. And also maybe you can also find a mentor within that connection as well. Also, one other big piece of advice I would give is to really get involved around campus. There's so many opportunities. There's so many student organizations within Senior Hall. So especially within, you know, with within the like Hispanic and Latinx communities. So there's Adelante, there's Alpha, there's Unidos Bailamos, there's different Latin sororities and fraternities. So just get involved as much as you can. If you're a freshman, you don't have to do too, you don't have to get involved as much if you don't want to. You still have the four years, the rest of your years of college, but it is so important and so crucial to get involved within CN Hall. Oh, that's such, such great advice, certainly. And I know, Sandro and Gabriella, you're involved in providing resources and support to our uh, Latinx, Hispanic students. Did you want to elaborate just a little more on what Diamond shared as far as resources, support, just in case there's parents listening or students listening who are considering, uh, should I come to Satoni? I can just echo what Diamond said, make use of the resources. As a student, I found out a year later that the Latino Institute assisted. And that for me, I always think, you know, what would have been if I knew from the moment I stepped at Tino Hall that the Latino Institute was there? Of course, uh, as program coordinator now, I often promote it. I try to be there, you know, um, and we actually been receiving calls from parents that only speak Spanish in the last few weeks because, you know, they are disconnected from what the college process. And that happened to my mother. And, you know, I, I am open to always receiving calls at the Latino Institute, but you can find the phone number on the website. You can reach my email as well. I'm always open to having Spanish conversations to those that, you know, it's a more comfortable language for them and their parents so they can be included in this process. Um, there's also our social media. Seattle Hall University runs through Instagram. Any social media, adelante. There's adelante, any Latino club. You know, it's a lot easier. It's on your phone. It's on the app. So it sometimes it's a little bit easier to consume that information. Um, so be free to, to search us. We are, we appear as a jolly on, on social, social media. So 
you're more than welcome to contact us. And we're always here to help you, to help you with the information. If we don't have the response, we'll point out to the person that has it. Oh, that's great. Sandra, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I think one is, you know, I think, right, paying uh, the tuition at Seton Hall is a struggle for some students in regards to the cost. So really taking the opportunity to look at what are the scholarships that are available to you as a student and also to the families. Uh, and I think, you know, there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, I think if I can give an advice to students, really do the research in regards to all the funding opportunities to help support paying tuition and paying for your education, because there are a lot of opportunities that are not being taken advantage of. I know for one, we created, we have this wonderful family from Venezuela that invested in what's called a, a global ambassador program. And their goal, uh, their, it, the, the parents are Juan and Christina Mendoza, and they invested close to $90,000 to create this ambassador program where they want international students, but also students uh, here to start recruiting internationally uh, all across wow. the world. And, and, and what we learn is that people are, students are now applying for this specific scholarship and it's like $3,000 a semester. And the idea is that we'll train, you know, you'll be trained to how to recruit through admissions. And when you go back, back home or if we start studying abroad, that you can go back and, and talk to international students and say, why Seen Hall? Let me tell you, right? This has been my experience. So again, you know, there, there are opportunities. I heard there was just, I know I, I shared with Gabriela to, to apply because it's an opportunity. And I just feel like we're not taking advantage or our students are not taking advantage of those opportunities. So mm -hmm. that's probably the, one of the things that I really want to start pushing this year is really getting the word out. Um, and, uh, so I'm hoping students of all, all students take those opportunities to, to, to take advantage of those scholarships, uh, scholarship oh, opportunities. Terrific listeners, there's an awful lot here at Seton Hall to take full advantage of. So please, please do that. Gabriella, maybe one more time. Can you just give the website that someone can go to get information, maybe an email address or a phone number? Well, what's that website they should go to? So my email is Gabriela with one L dot Fernandez with Z at the end at shoot.edu. But you can find us as well as the Joseph Aonano Latino Institute at Seton Hall University website. And we also are really active in social media through LinkedIn with that Joseph Aonano Latino Institute and in Instagram with Jolly, which is just our uh, main letters. So Jolly. But we're always, you know, open to anyone that just wants to pass through the office and have cafecito, make a call in English or Spanish. They're more than welcome. We're here to help you through your college process. Oh, Gabriella, thank you so much. So listeners, please, please take full advantage of contacting Gabriella and certainly getting to know more about all that we do for the Hispanic Latinx uh, down at beautiful Setonia. Gabriela Fernandez-Velez, Diamond Vasquez, Sandra Tejada, we can't thank you enough for gracing the studios here. Or thank God for Monday today. Uh, yes, we've been enlightened. Much more, we've been inspired. Uh, inspired to really celebrate uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, know the pride that all of you take uh, in uh, being Hispanic, being Latinx, and you bring that pride uh, to Seton Hall, certainly. Uh, we pride ourselves certainly being a place of equity, diversion, 
uh, certainly inclusion. And uh, this is what it's all about. And you have helped us. This is the first time I'm embarrassed in 15 years. We've celebrated uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. I guarantee you it will not be the last. So again, thank you all very, very much. And in closing, what else can I say? But hazards at forward now more than ever. Listeners, sadly, guess what? Once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Gabriella and Diamond and Sandro do, you'll say, thank God for Monday. <laughs>